Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Welcome to this episode of the Behind the Surface podcast. Uh, today we're talking about an industry outlook from a fabricator's perspective, and I'm joined with my buddy Ed Young, who's helped many shop owners become very successful as the fabricator's coach. Ed, what are you seeing out there? Thank you, Nancy. It's, it's good to be back with you again. Um, what I'm seeing, the short story, is it's a mixed bag. Um, there are geographical areas that are doing well, geographical areas that are seeing softening. Um, there are some months that have been strong, some months that have been soft, and there are some market segments that are doing better than others. And so I think it depends on what your combination of factors is as a fabricator as to, as to what you're seeing in terms of your industry, um, in terms of your business. Um, I've got, I'm, I'm sitting now in, in central Texas with a client and we're we're kind of trying to hold the reins back a little bit so he doesn't grow more than 50% this year. And he's in residential and not doing any commercial and it's all residential and, and contractor work. No big box, nothing like that. Um, and usually the when you've got a down economy, usually your residential work is kind of that leading edge of the downturn and your commercial is that lagging edge. I've got a client in... Uh, I've got some clients that are doing commercial work and they're not seeing any slowdown right now because the lead time for getting those projects up and running and getting them permitted and planned and financed and all that, as the economy starts to slow down a little bit, they're, they're lagging that trend. So clients who are doing that type of work are not seeing much impact. Uh, I've got a client that I was talking to November, December timeframe. He had phone calls coming in from his production builders and in the space of a week lost 40% of his business because interest rates were up, production builders just turned off the spigot. It seems like that. I've had a number of fabs mentioned to me at the Tice show that uh, that were involved in production build, but it was almost like it stalled there for a second, but it started up again. Are you seeing that too with the production build? I've heard of a couple of folks where the production building hasn't slowed down. In fact, I've got a client uh, a smaller client I'm working with that um, this is going to be interesting when we talk about strategies and strategies in a few minutes. Um, he was working with some production builder work, and once we figured out how good that work was for him financially, he knew where he could go back and he could go out and get two or three more of those, you know, relationships set up that were kind of waiting on him. Uh, so he saw a lot of opportunity; it wasn't slowing down, and so I think some of that's geographic. Interesting. So what do you do? <laughs> What's that? What do you do to keep what it going? Do? What do you well, do? Well, it's, uh, you know, I think with two, you mentioned some of it kind of slowed down and picked back up. I've seen that even on the retail side with some clients where uh, things slowed down November, December, then all of a sudden January is like somebody stomped on the gas. Here we go again. Um, and I'll give a couple of examples of things to do. First of all, there's the two categories of actions I think fabricators need to take. One is you need to sit down and plan now for a downturn. I'm not saying I'm not doing gloom and doom. I'm not saying the end is near. I'm saying that because you can't control what happens in the economy, 
And depending on how well you execute and some other factors that are some factors that are out of your control in your geographic area and in your markets and your market segments, you need to plan now before you're in the heat of the battle and the emotions are running high. If things start dropping off to certain points, what are what changes are you going to make? You know, who do you, if it's a layoff, who goes first? How do you backfill? How do you adapt? Where else can you reduce expenses? And, and I think you need to make that game plan now before you get in that scenario and write that down and have those numbers handy. It's a lot easier to be thinking about that stuff when you're not under the gun, right? Oh, man, absolutely. Yeah. So true. Uh, you know, I think years ago, um, my husband actually had an owner um, of a company that he worked for that said to him on his annual review, okay, Dave, who's first on Survivor Island? Who's second? <laughs> and he went through the whole thing and, and you know, yeah. he was really put off by that because things were going really well. Everything was cool. And that was exactly what his intent was to get him really thinking through that process and um, identifying, you know, where maybe, you know, when when things aren't bad, where there are challenges that maybe could be addressed, right? And uh, so, so just a really interesting um, twist on, on the exercise for sure. Do you think that um, commercial business, are, I mean, what do you see in there with it with somebody that's like solely focused like that on residential? Do you think the commercial business is something that they should be folding in? It's tough to say. I think it depends on what the capabilities of the shop are, how how much of their capacity is sold right now and what's their backlog look like. Trying to make a move, I think, from residential to commercial, depending on the type of commercial work, the relationships that got to be built. Uh, you get into this bid scenario and then the the lead time for the bid to the time that the work takes place. The the shop I'm I'm doing some work in this week is in an area where there's a lot of medical growth, medical um, hospital type stuff coming on. And so he's going to set up a solid surface shop. He's doing bids now for work he won't see until next year. And so you've got to factor in some of those lead times. It's not a quick fix. Um, and, and you may have to look at some different types of materials and, and some commercial work can get really crazy in terms of the design aspects. Um, I, I had a, a client a few years back in the upper Midwest that, you know, the, the nature of the individual, the owner, the shop owner thrive on the more difficult design, the, the better. And so, you, you know, you have to define the, what's the commercial you're going after. You know, if you're going to do multifamily or you're going to go do, you know, hotels and that kind of stuff, the more cookie cutter things, then you really need to be able to sharpen your pencil and you have to execute really well to make that profitable for you. And that's different than doing one each kitchens on individual houses. And so trying to mix that can be a challenge as well. So there's no real, no real pat answer for that. There's not a one size fits all, which makes right. sense whole conversation so tricky <laughs> and then there's the fact and the reality that uh you know if your shop's busy right now which a lot of folks it seems like it ramped up a little bit there again uh it's it's really hard to set aside that time that real estate of time uh you know in your day to, to plan through that do you have suggestions for for those that are going six ways to Sunday right now to to try to prepare for when it slows down? I mean, it's easy to it's easier said than done. I think is really the thing. 
that's the biggest challenge I have in pretty much all the shops I work with is, is when they're busy, they just can't stop and work on the business. And so for somebody who is just totally buried, my recommendation is, is go into the, go into the office a half hour late one day a week and, and have some specific project you're going to work on for that half hour or that hour one day a week get to where you can do that well and it's kind of like you know learning if you if you've never done any running in a while and you want to you know run a mile and then run a 5k and then run a marathon you don't start off running marathons you start off running around the block and then you run around the block twice and so do the one hour one day a week and then do an hour two days a week and and work your way up because as you take that time to work on your business and solve problems, that's going to start to free up additional time. And while it seems insurmountable to do it, if you don't do it, you will continue to get what you've always gotten. So it's a change you have to make. <clears throat> well, knowing how much I love exercise, I might be able to relate to that conversation. That's what you're all about it is you're like the ultimate workout buddy for a fabricator. Right. So um, I love that. And I think that, you know, just really pulling together whatever resources you you need to pull together uh, to motivate you. Right. And that's where you kind of come into um, any last thoughts on, on where where the market's headed. Do you do you have any predictions? What do you think? I follow multiple uh, economic forecasts sources you know a lot of the you know wall street journal and media type stuff plus some others and the consensus seems to be that it's going to be more of a standing than a hard landing that probably the end of this year we're going to see more of a downturn than we have seen so far and probably all of next year is going to be more recession-like um one of the things i keep you know, i stalk a lot of facebook groups in the industry just to kind of keep my finger on the pulse see what people are talking about see what issues are out there and a lot of folks are saying well hey when when new construction drops off remodels will pick up it always has and i don't know about you nancy but a lot of my friends they did their remodels back during shutdown i don't know how many remodels we're going to have to to backfill that 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 lesser level of new construction for areas that have that. So uh, I, I wouldn't plan on that. I would make other plans. And I, and I mentioned earlier, there's two major categories of things to do. One is that kind of doomsday planning of sales drop off 10%, 20%, whatever, put those plans together now for how you're going to adapt. The other is going out and build something that, that you've heard several of us talk about called build that sales engine. And there, there are several components to that. We've talked about it at TICE. Um, Steve Albers talks about it. Uh, Justin Shaw talks about it. You know, those are those are things that I think fabricators need to do to start driving the sales. And those are those are critical so you can take more market share and take advantage of opportunities that will be, be, be out there. Because you've got competitors in your area as a fabricator. When things get slow, a lot of those folks will panic. In fact, I've already got stories of fabricators starting to lay off in some areas. And so when fabric, when your competitors start doing that, your competitors are starting to pull in their horns. They're going to stop advertising. They're going to stop, you know, they're going to reduce their payroll. 
that's going to create opportunity for you if you're ready to take advantage of it. And you've got to have a good sales engine in place to help drive that. And there are, there are several components that are part of that. But that's the other, that's part two of the strategy. Part one is the doomsday scenario. Part two is how do we set ourselves up to take advantage of opportunity? That's so wise, uh, especially for so many reasons. You know, you you think about putting in place your plan so far ahead, right? But but we all know that in every in every area there is that competitor that you know that when there's a hiccup, they're going down, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they have staff, so something that everybody needs so desperately right now. Yep. So I think that's a that's a great point for sure. Um, well, I sure appreciate that you take time uh, to help us, Ed. And and again, um, whether you want to call you the workout coach or the fabricator coach, <laughs> we need that motivation for sure. And we're so appreciative um, of your time and your energy helping ISPA and our fabricators. And if you have a question and you want to shoot me a line at nancyatispanow.org, uh, I, I know how to get a hold of Ed and I could connect you for sure. Thanks so much, Ed. Thanks for having me, Nancy. And I hope this is helpful for some folks and get them to thinking about how they can get ready for what's coming, whatever that is. Perfect. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.